everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Local Youth Worker. I'm Jaron Parrott. Uh, this is a podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries, and this is our fourth season of doing this podcast. And today I have two guests with me, Linda and Matthew, and we're going to be talking about uh, dealing with parents in youth ministry. That's going to be the theme of our season uh, of our fourth season on this podcast. Uh, Linda and Matthew have both been on the local youth worker before. Uh, Linda was back when we did uh, five different segments. I think that might have been on season two, but Linda was on episodes 221 through 225. You can go back and check that out. And Matthew has actually been on every season of the podcast, with the exception of, I just realized, season three, which was our uh Stranger Things. Nope. I'm saying I'm already getting confused. That was our parenting today. We were going to have you come on parenting today because a little information about Matthew Eichard. He is a big Stranger Things fan. <laughs> um, but Matthew has been on all three seasons of The Local Youth Worker. And now that we're starting our fourth season, it was fitting for him to come on uh, this season as well. So before we get into our discussion uh, today, uh, talking about parents and, and youth ministry, Linda, why don't you just briefly tell us where you're doing ministry, a little bit about yourself, and then Matthew as well. Well, apparently I'm the non-celebrity of this situation. <laughs> since that's that's yeah. not true. <laughs> um, yeah, I work uh, at First Presbyterian Church in Rome, Georgia. I am an assistant director of student ministries, and I work with the junior high students here. Yeah, and uh, I work at Clemson Presbyterian Church. have been here for the past seven years and change. And I guess my fancy title is the Associate Pastor of Youth and Families. <laughs> but uh, really, that means that in addition to working with our youth, I also get to oversee our um, children's ministries and nursery ministries and their their respective directors. Nice. And, and as far as celebrities on the podcast, uh, technically, Linda, you've been on five episodes because <laughs> that's when we broke it up. and. <laughs> Uh, Matthew, well, yeah, I guess, yeah, that just that didn't work because on the very first season, Matthew, we broke you up into five episodes too. So that backfired on me. I was trying to encourage you, Linda. Um, but look, it, it's good to to get you guys on the podcast. Uh, for those who have listened to the local youth worker for a while, our very first season, we would ask five basic questions to youth workers, and one of those questions was, "How do you partner with parents in youth ministry?" And we would say, we know that ministry to youth is not just ministry to students. It's ministry to parents, that we do partner with parents when we uh, are a part of student ministry. And so we wanted to, to dig in a little bit on this aspect of youth ministry, think a little bit more about how youth workers uh, come alongside parents in this ministry. And so really over the next three weeks, uh, Linda and Matthew are going to be on the podcast. Uh, they're going to um, carve out time each week to be on this podcast. Uh, no, to, to let you guys behind the scenes a little bit. We're actually going to record this in one sitting, but then we're going to break it up over the next uh, three weeks. But this this week, what we're going to look at is the theme of fear, and and more specifically, why are youth workers so afraid uh, to engage parents in youth ministry? Why are they intimidated? And so, really, just throwing that question uh, to to you. Linda, to you, Matthew, whoever wants to jump in first, what, what scares you or intimidates you most about dealing with parents in youth ministry? Uh, I think there's just this whole 
awkwardness and intimidation that you can have in having conversations with parents, you know, like whenever I think about if I were to have to be the one to tell the parent that their student is being disruptive or we know that they're engaging in some unwise activities outside of the church, like it, it's just intimidating to think of being the one to tell them that. And even other things, like it's one thing for me to sit down and have a conversation with other people on staff about some of the things we're seeing in a student's life and how maybe some of what's going on in the home or in parenting styles could contribute to some of what we're seeing with the student. But it's an entirely other thing to imagine talking to the parent about that and kind of confronting them. Um, And I think especially you know, I'm in my early 30s. Um, as, a, as a younger and single youth worker who's not a parent myself, like it can be intimidating to think like, you know, who, who am I uh, to talk to parents? Because um, I don't have any experience with it. So those things can just be really um, kind of scary to approach. Yeah, I think Linda is, is really hitting the nail on the head in terms of one of the things that can be most intimidating about dealing with parents in our role as as church workers is you know the idea that we <laughs> we're not in the trenches with their students nearly as much as they are um, we're obviously not in the role that they have as parents and so you know a- as you prepare to have that difficult conversation or as you prepare to make that comment or as you prepare to really i think sincerely come alongside th- there's always this is this exactly what I'm supposed to be doing? Is this the way I should say this? Is this an accurate observation on my part? Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's always sort of a, a question in the back of my mind in terms of approaching any individual or, or, or parent in particular. Yeah, yeah. I know, I mean, when I was doing student ministry in the local church that I, I felt like I was wearing different hats. And obviously, in, in a sense, y- you are uh, that, you know, when you're hanging out with students, you're acting typically a lot different than when the parents come around. And, and I can remember, I mean, as I started out that I was just thinking, OK, my, my job is to be with these students and I'm not even going to take the time to get to to know these parents. And then after doing student ministry for a while, I, I saw the importance and just the necessity I mean, biblically needing to, to come alongside parents and and all that. But, but yeah, Linda, I mean, you, you brought up a good point of just being the bearer of bad news. Um, I mean, I can think of just times where I, I took students on a trip and, you know, you're getting off the bus and everyone's unloading and, you know, you're typically sleep deprived because you've been with these students all week or weekend long. And, you know, the last thing you want to do is have any kind of conversation with, with parents about, you know, something negative. And, and, but typically every single trip I'd have a parent say, how did little Johnny do? How was little Sally? And I was typically like, oh, great, everything was fine, even though I might have been just lying through my teeth and just justifying it as, hey, this isn't the right time to get into this. But I guess throwing a question back to, to you guys, what, what, how would you typically go about bearing the bad news? How, how would you typically go about sharing something with the parents? When did you feel like it was time to share with the parents or not? And uh, just uh, give me give me some thoughts on that. Whoever wants to go first. I, I'll kind of jump in with something that I, I guess 
gets to answering the question that you just asked, John. Um, I think a part of what makes this easier for me, um, and again, I've been in one context for, for, I guess, a longer amount of time than most youth workers are in any one context, but actually take an opportunity to spend time with the parents outside of sort of the hard conversation. You know, making time in your schedule to grab a coffee with a dad or you know, to try to maybe grab both for, for lunch one day or to, to make your way into their home or to have families into your home um, in any way that that's doable. Um, so that when you have the hard conversation, when you need to, you know, introduce some some information <laughs> about their their children that's not easy to share, that there's already the foundation of relationship there so that it's not just, hey, let me tell you how you're doing this poorly. It's more of a, you know, I know we talked about, you know, Johnny or, or Susie and some things that they've been struggling with already at home or at school. Can I tell you how we kind of saw that as we were away this week at camp or at this trip? So I would say the more you can work to build the foundation of relationship with parents, too, it really, really helps in dealing with that intimidation factor. Yeah. Um, and I think, honestly, a lot of those we've had troubles with students conversations are not always the ones that I'm having because sometimes it's we have more difficulty with the boys and so we have males on staff who have <laughs> talked to the parents about that but but I can say for one situation um there was a a girl that um I can't remember what she was doing but I, I had to um tell her father um that she had been engaging in and something that was against the parents' rules. And I knew that. Um, but the way I approached that with the student was I told her, you need to tell your parents this. Um, and if you don't by such and such time, I'll tell them. And so I was able to call the father later and say, hey, did, did so-and-so tell you about this? Um, just wanted to follow up and make sure this was happening. And so the, the conversation had already luckily happened with the parent and it was I think an easier way for me to have the conversation with the parent. Um, cause he, he saw that I was trying to, um, before the relationship between him and his daughter. Um, and I think appreciated the fact that we, we saw that and, and cared about whether or not that student was trying to go around her, her parents, um, rules. Yeah, that's really good. And, and I mean, really what the two of you are getting out is just the importance of relationships. Um, like you, you said, I mean, they're, they're foundational. So, you know, if, I mean, taking my example of me just kind of pushing the parents to the side when I initially got in the church and just wanting to focus on students, uh, how much harder it is to bear the bad news if there's no relationship established. And so um, how vitally important it is to be working on that relationship. Uh, you know, Matthew, going back to something that you said earlier of as, you know, we're being the bearers of bad news. Sometimes we can think, you know, who am I as the youth worker to go to this parent? You know, in most cases, the parents are older than us and um, have more life experience as well as more parenting experience. And, and so uh, my question is, you know, what are some of those justifiable fears of dealing with parents, you know, as well as some of those that, that might be a little misplaced? Because I think this obviously hits on one of them is that, we realize most of the parents have lived life longer, and so they've got more life experience. But what are some of those justifiable fears that you think youth workers are going to be wrestling with? 
whoever wants to take it. Yeah. I, hmm. Uh, well, I think it's it's a justifiable fear from time to time that you know you you are potentially going to say the wrong thing, and I, I'll just kind of bring that back to myself, right? I mean, I I have a finite ability in terms of observation, um, so maybe I maybe I saw the wrong thing or recognized the wrong thing in the life of a student, um, and, and so I think that's that's always a justifiable fear on my part to think may, maybe I don't have this all the way right. Um, you know, which is typically, you know, why I want to discuss something, not in a way of gossip, but just to kind of clarify my position with maybe my additional youth staff or the youth volunteer who leads that small group to say, are you also seeing this in in this student's life or is that just me? Or did you also see that this weekend while we were at the retreat or is that just me? Um, you know, especially if it's not something really cut and dry like a clear, you know, breaking of, of our expectations as a church or the, you know, the rules that the parents have established in the home. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's justifiable to be a little afraid of saying the wrong thing <laughs> or, or having the wrong, the wrong observation. I think um, one thing that came to my mind is it's justifiable but that, that sometimes parents can kind of call your bluff or point out an area where you aren't doing well in your ministry. Um, I remember one time a parent came up to me and asked me to like uh, hang out with her daughter more. And I had like just recently been looking through the roster and realized here's a couple of girls I've not done as well of a job of pursuing and her daughter is one of them. And she pointed it out. And, you know, that it's a justifiable fear on one hand. But on the other hand, it's also like if you know how to navigate criticism, um, you know, and, and like really resting in your identity in Christ, like it, that's actually a good thing. I think that, that parents and others in the church have the ability to confront us and say like, Hey, uh, what, what are you doing here? Um, here's an area where you maybe need to think through if you're doing as well as you think you are. Um, so just follow on the other hand, but also I think good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, Linda, that's a great point because, you know, as we talked about life experience, I mean, if we want to get a little more specific in that experience in confrontation, you know, <laughs> that, that typically, you know, as youth workers, we're trying to teach our students many things. One of those things is biblical confrontation, uh, to know that it's, you know, we're, we're called to confront at times, we're to confront in love and humility. And so, you know, when we think of, of parents having life experience, most of them who hopefully have grown up in the church and are Christians have some level of experience in, in confrontation. And of course, some of those parents may be a little more gracious in that <laughs> confrontation uh, th- than others. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, they're just, you know, across the board, that life experience is, is going to manifest itself in, in many different ways. Um, you know, and as, as I'm kind of reflecting on this question myself, I think I could lump some of mine just in the gen- generic category or, I guess maybe we'd say more a cliched category of just people pleasing mm-hmm. uh, that you're just wanting parents to like me, um, wanting parents to, to think I'm doing a good job, uh, wanting parents to, you know, um, I guess I, to kind of say that oppositely, that if they didn't like me, if they saw me in a negative light, they weren't going to trust me to disciple their, their student. And so just that natural kind of fear of man, people pleasing mentality. Um, but what do you guys think? Any other justifiable fears that you think may come up in the life of a youth worker? 
I think when I when I say justifiable fears, I think one of the things that would be important to introduce in this conversation is recognizing that parents also struggle with a lot of fears. And so, you know, and something Linda said earlier was brilliant, just about finding our identity in Christ. Because I think if, if we don't do that on both sides, right, with the youth worker finding his or her identity in Christ, the parent finding his or her identity in Christ, the reality is that both of us are coming into any conversation, be it a difficult conversation or not, but, but just desperately trying to hold on to all the things that kind of prop up our sense of identity and meaning. And so you've got a parent who's maybe freaked out because their their kid is not being the perfect kid and a youth worker who's freaking out because he or she just wants to be liked by mom or dad. And so everybody's completely insecure. Um, and so I think, you know, just a, another justifiable fear is is kind of recognizing that. And this is not a criticism, uh, really, of, of parents, but just because they're people um, that, that sometimes you are going to get. um Attacked is not really the word I want to use, but but you you know you are going to deal with their sin in the same way that you deal with anyone else's sin in relationship, and so just knowing that sometimes there will be harsh words, there will be backlash, there will be disagreement, and and some of that's not going to be um, based on proper observations on their part either. Um, you know, I would say just kind of briefly, it occurred to me, I don't know, probably four or five years into my current position that I, I think some of the parents that were coming to me and, and kind of, you know, sending that email or walking into my office and having that conversation where it, it was clear that, you know, I was the enemy. It, it, it occurred to me at some point that I wasn't actually the enemy. I was just the safe place to vent about lots of life frustrations and that really changed my perspective on kind of being able to hear those things. And I think patiently with God's much of God's grace, kind of walk through those things with parents instead of just kind of meeting, you know, fire with fire. Yeah, that's that's helpful. I, I mean, and, and as I'm thinking, you know, justifiable or, or, or not, and you kind of said some of this might be justifiable or not. I was kind of thinking what might fall in that category. Some some things that came to mind for me was just some of the kind of sense of maybe competition between the youth worker and, and the parent. And, you know, specifically, I mean, typically youth workers are cooler, quote unquote, cooler than the parents, right? They're, they're a little less removed from middle school, high school. They know some of the music <laughs> the students are listening to and the video games, all of that stuff. And so, I mean, you can have parents come up to you sometimes and, uh, you know, say something to the effect of, uh, we hear about you all the time, you know, in our household. Well, Linda said this. Well, Matthew said this. Well, John said this, you know, and you have parents saying that. And, and I would think sometimes, oh, man, I hope there's not a frustration there that, you know, that the parents accepting what I say more than they say. Um, and that can be, you know, a sobering reality that sometimes they are. Um, but but I know that would be, you know, I, I guess have some fears just based on the, the competition aspect. Um, and another aspect, and I'd love for you both to, to react to both of these, um, is the fact that I, as the, the youth worker, knew a little bit of the family's dirty laundry, um, that the youth, the student opens up to us and shares stuff, and they can share some private things that maybe they shouldn't share. And now you have, you know, an inside 
on their family that, you know, the parents didn't necessarily want out there. And so there's that kind of awkwardness and, and fear. And so what do you, what do you guys think just as far as the, the competition that could be kind of a fear as well as knowing a little bit of information on their family? You know, John, I, I'll be honest with you. I just must not be as cool as you are. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true at all. We know that's not accurate. You're much cooler than I am. Because I, I just, I, and maybe this is just not where I am or who I am, but I, I don't know that I've ever really felt the competition piece. So Linda, maybe that's something you could speak to a little bit more. Um, Cause yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm, cooler than parents <laughs> we have really cool parents here too I, you play the bagpipes come on that's all we knew i mean that is uh, among other things very very <laughs> cool come on uh linda you have any insight there uh i'm having a hard time of thinking of examples that would fit into the competition thing um i think i maybe have some thoughts about um the other piece so I yeah, I'm just thinking of different times when girls have shared prayer requests and things like that. And there's definitely a sense, first of all, in which I have to take what they say um, with a grain of salt, right? They, they can complain about their families and their parents, and I know I'm only getting one side of the story. Um, and I don't, I don't want to believe everything they're saying when they're painting their parents as the problem. Um, you know, they, they need to learn to love and respect the authorities that God has put in their life. Um, but then there can also be these elements of, man, I, I have found out through prayer requests that maybe a marriage isn't doing well or, or things like that. And I, I, I think it, it gives me an opportunity when I see the families to practice humility and grace. You know, just in like knowing a lot of dirty laundry, like you said, of people from the congregation and being like, I'm still going to love them and respect them and not treat them any differently just because I know some of their sin, um, you know, because I'm no better than them. Like if, if I know my sin well at all, um, I should know that. So I, I think that's maybe the biggest thing I've come away from in, in those sorts of things um, is just the 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 way that it helps me to kind of see we we're all just sinners at the foot of the cross. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good perspective. Matthew, do you have any, any thoughts on that? Yeah. I, I mean, I would just really echo what Linda said in terms of just remembering how the gospel plays into all that. Um, in my role as one of the pastoral staff here at Clemson Prez, that, that idea of, of knowing dirty laundry can sometimes go both ways. Um, sometimes I learn things about the parents because of what the children may tell me. And sometimes I, I know things about families because of what we're discussing, you know, in the context of a session meeting that the children may not know about their parents or about, you know, some family history things. And so, yeah, I mean, just remembering that in our work as the ambassadors of Jesus, we are called to give and show grace and mercy and love, um, in spite of, I think people's behaviors or decisions, because that's the way that we have been loved in Christ, um, in spite of who we are. Um, and I would love to tell you, I do that perfectly. And I'd love to tell you that, you know, it's, <laughs> it's easy cause we don't deal with big things here, but I mean, that's just not, that's just not real life. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you have to be wise, but obviously you want to be gracious before all else. Yeah. And, and yeah, you know, in light of all this, and I know obviously I'm, I'm biased towards youth ministry. I know some people have, you know, different thoughts about it, but to me, it just illustrates the beauty of being a part of a church family that we get to be in each other's lives and we get to know each other's you know, sin and brokenness, but we get to come alongside each other and help in the in the midst of that. And so, you know, to me, it also, I mean, just points to the fact that we have a loving Heavenly Father uh, who, you know, who finds us out, that we think we can conceal sin from Him. And He has many different ways in which He can bring it to the surface. And if that's, you know, a student accidentally sharing that you know, the parents are arguing and the marriage is falling apart and that's how an elder or a pastor can come get involved and come alongside. And that's, that's beautiful. And yeah, it may be ugly, um, but that's, you know, an encouraging aspect to just God's design of the church. And again, how family is broader than just, you know, our last name. Um, so Matthew, Linda, I know we're going to be wrapping this up before too long. I, I was wondering if y'all had any just practical advice on uh, ways in which you've fostered relationships with parents in, in your youth ministry? Have there been any tips that you'd pass on that um, have, have, yeah, just helped to, to deepen that relationship? Yeah, I think that in my ministry, um, it's just been really helpful. Matthew touched on this earlier to just get around parents a lot. Um, learn their perspective, learn what are, what are their common fears and worries and temptations in parenting. Um, and for me, that's looked like a number of different things. Um, so I've actually had the unique opportunity of I've lived with families from some of the churches um, that I've worked in. And I actually live in the basement apartment of one family right now that has three students who are elementary and middle school aged. Wow. So I, I get to see firsthand, um, parenting and families. And, um, the church I worked at in Birmingham for a few years, um, I was involved in a women's Bible study there. Um, that was women across multiple generations. I was by far the youngest, well, I don't know, by several years, the youngest person there. Um, and I would just hear women speak up about, um, you know, things they were going through in parenting and and with their children. And I, I got to learn a lot of how do parents think and what are the things that they're probably, um, being tempted by. And, and there've been times when I've read books about parenting. Um, even times when I had to read some stuff like that for marriage and family counseling kind of stuff in seminary. Um, and so just a lot of that has helped me to gain an understanding of their perspective and where they're coming from. And I think that it's especially helped me understand that when I'm, when I'm talking to parents, they have such a temptation to find their identity in their child's performance, whether it's the child's performance in school, sports, church, like how well they're behaving, whatever, what their child does, they will by default think reflects on them. And so whatever conversation we're having with the parents, having an understanding of that helps us to know it's, it's good to remind them that their identity is not, found in their children um and matthew i think we might have lost linda oh well, <laughs> do you, do you a, want to jump in and then she, maybe we she, can... she was hitting on some really good stuff there. i know it's like man uh, um so yeah you can uh you yeah. can pick up and then we'll uh, let linda jump back in so happy to um I, I think you know again just the idea of presence um with parents and i'll say this to my own shame this was a failure on my part 
Uh, again, I've been in my particular context here in Clemson for over seven years. This summer, the summer of 2019, is the first time I've been in a Sunday school class with parents. Um, because, you know, the rest of the time I've just been constantly serving or participating in, in a youth Sunday school class. It was extremely beneficial for me just to see what parents, our parents, are like in a learning context in, in the church. Um, it was really helpful for me to hear them request prayer for things. Um, it was really helpful for me to see who came in kind of bright eyed and, and ready to go and who was, you know, nursing that cup of coffee and <laughs> and, and dragging in at 920. Right. I mean, it, it, and I don't say any of that with criticism. It's just you, you're learning patterns. You're learning people. You, you're just learning life because you're you're around parents. And I think that's absolutely necessary. I mean, whether you have the opportunity to actually live with a family or you just put yourself where they are um, so that you can watch a lot of that interaction and glean that information. I mean, one of the, one of the time, uh, one time I was asked, you know, it's like, man, why, why do you go to so many like high school football games? They're like, you're really dedicated to your work. I'm like, man, this is cultural reconnaissance. I mean, you, I, <laughs> I'm learning the way our community lives and what it values. And, you know, if anything's true here in a college town, particularly one who's seen some athletic success in the past few years, being defined by your academic, academic and athletic success, it, it's kind of everything. Um, or at least that's what our culture is preaching, you know, to our students, to our parents. Um, so, yeah, I think being around your parents is, is essential. The other thing I would say that's really helped in our partnership with parents, I mean, this has been true of, of all the churches that I've served or been a part of, um, just the absolute necessity of communicating and even over-communicating. Um, you know, we're, we're working with young people who are vulnerable, who are impressionable, and who are typically, not, you know, not well organized. And so just making sure that to the best of your ability that nothing comes as a surprise to your parents um, in terms of scheduling or expectations or, you know, sort of activities or the people involved to just be very open, very honest, and, and to kind of pave the road ahead of you, I think builds a lot of trust. And, and it, and it shows that you take these responsibilities and privileges seriously. Yeah. No, over communicating that's yeah. And impossibility in youth ministry. I know sometimes parents are thinking, okay, another email, are you kidding me? Um, or a text message or whatever, but uh, you'd rather err on that side for sure uh, as, a, as a youth worker. And um, of course, Matthew, you did have to work in athletic success in the area of Clemson. Uh, I knew you were going to, you were going to get that uh, somehow, uh, which doesn't bother me, but I know it, it does bother some of those out there. Um, so look, Linda, you were saying a lot of good stuff, and you got cut off. It was starting to lag a little bit. I know you have no idea exactly where you were, but do you, do you want to try to pick up somewhere in there and just kind of complete some of that thought or, or share some uh, kind of practical ways in which you're partnering with parents? Yeah, so I think I was talking about how parents um, think that whatever their child does reflects on them, um, and it's good to remind parents that they're it's happening again. <laughs> I'll tell you, the devil does his best work in audiovisual equipment. I know, I know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's because, I mean, it's, yeah, biblical truth we're passing on, and the devil hates it. So, Linda, you, you keep getting cut off. I don't know uh, 
what happened and if you're able to even respond do you want to try to say something we'll see what, if we edit this out or just leave it in <laughs> I, am i am i working now is, yes is it, you are yeah. okay so thinking back to those um difficult conversations where we have to bear news bear bad news to parents um i think part of what's scary about these conversations is how how's the parent going to react and I think when parents can find their identity in Christ rather than in their child's performance, that conversation probably won't be as scary for us um, and they can be more honest. And so if we can be finding ways to remind them of their identity, remind them that they are covered with Christ's righteousness, remind them that the Holy Spirit is at work in them and in their child, um, I think that can be really helpful for those conversations that we have with parents nice you actually got it through too it didn't cut you out so good, good stuff <laughs> <laughs> hey look like i said we're about to wrap this up is there any last thoughts comments you guys would like to make on this uh, subject before i close this out i think i could maybe say one thing um awesome which maybe relates back to the kind of the, the fears that i think a misplaced fear that a lot of us have is like, do I really have anything to say to the parents? Um, you know, especially we have less experience or in my case, no experience parenting. Um, and I just think like with anything that we teach on our, our authority to speak comes from the scriptures and not from our experience. And, and as their brothers and sisters in Christ, um, we have the ability to encourage them um, and come alongside them and fulfill those those vows that we take as members to to partner with them and in, in discipling their um, their kids. That's an excellent point, Linda. I'm so glad you, you brought that up um, because yeah, we, we stand on the authority of God's word. I mean, I can remember that truth alone giving me confidence. I mean, that not only just teaching a Sunday school class or talking to the parents in a confrontational setting or preaching from the pulpit of wow, I have no business saying this, but God's word does say it. And so even though I'm broken and I don't have this figured out, I'm going to get up and I'm going to proclaim it. And so I'm so glad, yeah, that you, you, you said that. And hopefully that does give youth workers encouragement. I mean, we know Jesus and, and Paul did not have a family. And so um, yeah, we can, again, there are those examples we have that we can, can lean on uh, who model that for us in scripture. Um, so, Matthew, Linda, thanks so much uh, for sharing this. I know as we were talking just a little bit um, before we started recording these episodes, Matthew was just saying the importance of sharing an encouragement uh, to you know parents because parents do often feel somewhat beat up um, in their parenting quite often. I know youth workers can feel beat up. So just to share an encouragement as we close this out, just to the youth worker and to the parent, just the reality that we both need each other. Um, as I said, thinking incorrectly that I just kind of had the mindset of parents get out of the way and let me minister to your children. Uh, the youth worker has so much they can learn from the parent and then for the parent to see that the youth worker is a vital partner in sharing the gospel with your child. And so just for the parent, for the youth worker, and as sometimes parents are tuning into this to just see the importance of uh, the youth worker in your life and vice versa with the, the youth worker uh, and see what a blessing that is from the Lord. Uh, so thanks again, guys. Uh, next week, we will be talking with Linda and Matthew Moore, and we'll be talking about the busyness epidemic. So be sure to tune in. Have a good day. Oh.
without money. Oh, come and feast without pay. i